Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine, sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Welcome to a new episode of The Fearless Mujer. I'm so excited that you're back for another cup of cafecito. This is Micaela, and I have a treat for you guys today. I have these two amazing women. They are hosts of the 24 Karat Conversations podcast. They're amazing. They're empowering women. And guys, Rhonda and Phyllis, I say guys a lot because I'm from Chicago, <laughs> but thank you for being here, for sharing your time and just for bringing value to, to the fearless Mohead. Um, so I, whoever wants to introduce themselves first is, is fine. <laughs> I'm going to let Phyllis go first because I always go first. Oh, I was going to say you can go first because that's kind of what we do. I'll go first. Tell me me a little about who you are. I don't know if you want to throw your favorite food in there because I I know you like to cook. (laughs) Oh, man, do I? I just mostly like to eat. That's (laughs) I'm um, Phyllis Mantelli and I am an author, speaker, coach and co-host of 24 Karat Conversations with Rhonda and um, I am a mom of, well, I've been married for 32 years, mom of two grown daughters, um, grandmother of two. Wow. And I, um, I am a advocate for the unmothered. So I wrote my first book at 61 years old and it's called Unmothered Life with a Mom Who Couldn't Love Me. And that one book, uh, six years in the making, but that one book has like taken my life in such a huge different direction. And so I'm really an advocate for the unmothered for women that have grown up with a dysfunctional past and trying to figure out like, how do I break that generational chain? And I'm just a huge advocate of um, it doesn't matter where you've come from, that you have to be able to make those changes so that when you create that core family it's completely different and healthy. I love that. Thank you so much. Rhonda. Uh, Hi. Hello. (laughs) I am Rhonda Velez. I have been married almost 25 years to my husband and I have two grown daughters. I was almost grown 17 and 23. I am an author. Um, I am a career and development coach And I also have a daughter who is in heaven. So my passion is really about figuring out where your trauma and stories meet and how you can just 
move forward to find your purpose in life, um, even in the midst of difficult circumstances. And I have a devotional coming out. Uh, oh, that's exciting. Fall. So <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I'm in the editing process. So I'm in, um, yeah, I'm in a lot of uh, turmoil right now trying to get it done quickly <laughs> before my publisher smacks me on the hand. But it's so nice to be here today. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to say, like, I'm an aspiring author one day, someday. I'm like, God, I haven't really heard you tell me now's the time, but I'm like one day that's something that I would love to do. So whenever I hear that a woman's an author, I'm like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> but I'm excited. It's that- hard. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard from yeah. author friends that I have, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Um, but I'm so glad that both of you are here. I think you are both inspiring and, you know, the fearless mujer, the mission of the fearless mujer is really to empower women to give themselves permission to be who God created them to be. Because, you know, I'm a firm believer that despite of what has happened to us in the past, God did not call us to live a life of, you know, living with our wounds or living with the labels that people have put on us or that we have put on ourselves. And, you know, one of the struggles that I always had was, oh, well, I did this, so I can't do this. And I think that's mm. such a lie. And yeah. once you get over the fear of, well, I really can't do these things because of the way I was brought up then that's when change begins to happen. And I really believe that, you know, if you know who you are and who God says that you are there, the transformation really begins. And so that's the heart of the fearless Mohead. And I mean, it's for everyone, but, you know, I I love to really mentor my Latina sisters because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I grew up as a little Mexican girl. So, um, (laughs) but both of you are coaches. And what I want to know, and I'll ask you first, Phyllis, is what's your story? I know you talked about like being unmothered, but what's the passion behind why you started to coach women and empower them? Yeah, well, it's pretty much what you just said is, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you've come from. Like, I don't, I never, I tell my girls all the time, God doesn't take you to a certain place and just drop you off and say, okay, done with you. That's it. Like, can't help you. I believe that your secrets and shame is the thing coming from the enemy. That's never coming from God. God is always for you. The enemy is always against you, but it it's covered up in these like things that you do that all of a sudden you're shameful of, and you feel like you can't talk about it. And so I broke that mold by just, um, I poured my guts out. There's still things I haven't written in the book, but I poured my guts out in this book. And I actually had to talk to my girls and say, you know, I'm going to put some hard things in this book. And I need to tell you guys what happened before I share that with the world. And I think that's an important factor is that when you've grown up in hard places, you also have to be careful with who you share that with and and be ready if if it's something where you think it's a, can be a platform where you want to help a lot of people that's great but also you're important if you help one person so um i grew up in a very dysfunctional violent background my mom was beaten by men for half her life um seen a lot of different um situations that as a child should not have seen my mom is suspected bipolar there's a lot of family members that have a lot of mental illness. And uh, my mother covered it up by drinking. 
And that's what made her normal. But then when she was having those off days, it it was thrown at us kids. And so um, there was just a lot of uh, uneasiness. And at the same time, my mom was raised a Catholic. And so she would pray on her rosary beads, but then she would be reading her horoscope. <laughs> so it was just this crazy balance. And I grew up learning all the wrong things and thinking that, um, as a woman, men were power. And so you would use your sexual wiles to be able to be loved. And so that's what I grew up seeing. And, um, and so I take everyone down this journey that even though I knew it was the thing she was doing was not right. What happens is when you grow up with trauma and abuse is it becomes normal. It becomes your normal. And so you think that, you know, well, maybe this is what I have to do in order to make my life better. You think it's going to change. I made all the mistakes in my twenties. And the reason Rhonda and I are great friends is we bonded over. um, I was married at 25 and I was already separated and found out I was pregnant. And so I had a son at 26 years old and then he was born with congenital heart disease. And so he had open heart surgery and at two weeks of age, they came to us and said that um, his brain activity and all of his organs had shut down. And so we had to make the choice to take him off life support and my ex-husband couldn't do it. And so once again, I had to be the strong one and, and decide to do that. And so I say he was my biggest tragedy, but he's also my biggest blessing because it really woke me up. Um, something, it was like, you know, when they say the scales fall off your eyes, it was kind of the beginning of that. Like, what am I doing? I'm in this loveless marriage. I just married this person just because it was like, I'm 25. Everyone's doing, (laughs) got to get married. And, um, and I was, uh, before I had been pregnant, I was dabbling in drugs and just all the things. Right. And so when my son passed away, I literally heard uh, God's voice one day at the kitchen table as I was just in this morning period, just saying like, what am I going to, what am I doing? Like, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with my life? And I heard a voice say, start over. And I thought it was like somebody outside or something. I mean, it was a visible, it was, it was, I could hear it. And I thought, what in the world, but something, you know, like the scales fell off and something in my heart changed. And it was like, I could see my future that if I continued doing the things I was doing, I would probably be an alcoholic like my mom. Um, I know I was going to be doing drugs again. I would probably end up cheating on my husband because I was so, it was just not a good union. And so, um, so I, called a friend and said, I have no job because I was going to be a stay at home mom and I have nowhere to live. And she said, you can sleep on my couch for three months and we have openings at my company. And within a week, like I had a job and I with her and I just started over and got my own place and didn't get a roommate or anything. I needed alone time and find out like who Phyllis was. And I really started doing some soul searching and it was not a straight shot up. Like I was still, (laughs) I was still doing crazy things, but I was, I was, there was kind of starting to become this pause where I was like, this isn't fulfilling me anymore. And at that time, my, my now husband came into the picture and 
Rhonda and I laugh because, you know, he was the guy that always showed up <laughs> and was supportive. And I was like, he's so boring. Like I was telling my friend at the time, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to break up with him. Like he's so boring. And she looked at me and she said, Phyllis, he's normal. And you've never had normal. And I thought, oh my gosh, you're right. Like I'm used to chasing the guy down the street and banging on his door at two in the morning. I know there's a girl in there. (laughs) And you know, that kind of stuff and the drama, like that's what I grew up seeing. And that's what I thought was normal. And so um, it took me a long time to like rewire my brain to realize that calm and happiness and normal things didn't have, you don't have to fight for them so hard and that communication is everything. And um, so, yeah, it just started on this journey and um, there's lots more to the story, but (laughs) But you got to get the book. (laughs) Yeah, I got to get the book, I guess. But yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah. And I will say I took care of my mom for 16 years until she passed from um, dementia. And that was a hard journey too, but I, I put that in there. It's uh, really God showing me how to have patience and grace through, through someone who's not very lovable. But when you understand their past, then you can understand why they weren't able to be healthy parents. Wow. You know, I, I definitely can relate to a lot of what you said, but I, I just have to say that I love your authenticity and just your willingness to to share, right? Because we talked about this earlier. So many women have gone through trauma and drama, right? So many women can relate to that drama. Mm-hmm. And many women don't want to talk about like where they came from. Yeah. And of course, that's within their right to not have to talk about mm-hmm. it. But when you're hiding behind something because you're ashamed of it, um, that really just controls you and leaves you powerless. There's freedom when you start to talk about those things. And little by little, you kind of realize, wait, I don't want to be that person, just like you said. And so I love that you pointed that out, because you can take your your tragedy or your trauma, and you can just let it hold you down, or you can use it for good. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that, you know, people ask, why does God let things happen? Right. And like, that's a whole other topic, right? (laughs) Like free will is something really hard to understand, but I think that God gives us the opportunity to use it as a tool and that's the beauty of it. And so, um, wow. I just thank you for sharing and I need to get your book because (laughs) it's really hard when you grow up with a mom who couldn't love you. With a mom who just, you know, instead of loving you, hurt you, they couldn't nurture you. So Mm -hmm. there are many women who can definitely relate to that. And it almost makes you feel like you're less than you're less than a woman. Mm -hmm. You're you're less than right. And and it's not true. And so thank you for sharing, (laughs) for being so so raw, you know, Um, (laughs) Rhonda, I'll ask you the same question. Um, You know, what's your passion? I mean, what's your story? But what's your passion behind empowering women and helping women? Well, it's interesting because Phyllis and I did become friends over, you know, the loss of our children. There's just a special bond that happens when you've been a mother who has lost a child. And, um, but we grew up very differently. So I grew up in church. My dad is a pastor 
and was a pastor for many years. And I had a different way I lived. I thought because I did all the right things and I checked all the right boxes that that meant I got like a special favor (laughs) from God, you know? And I think a lot of times people who have grown up in religious environments feel like if they do everything right, that their life should look a certain way. So when my daughter died in 2002, it just shook my world upside down because I was like, wait a minute, this isn't fair. This shouldn't be happening. I was a good kid. I did all the right things. And it just left me to really like find my faith on my own without my parents. And I think there's such a misconception with religion as opposed to relationship with Christ. And so I had to learn to walk a relationship with Christ. Now, I got through that very difficult season only to come out 10 years later with a severe bout of depression to where I almost took my own life. And, you know, it's funny because I I always say like, as a Christian girl, like, what was, what, what was I thinking? What was I doing? But, you know, the enemy had not allowed me to speak out what traumas I had felt. And so I was stuffing it in and it just came out. And it was scary and I knew something needed to change. And so at that point, I started really speaking out my truth and speaking out my story and knowing that it was okay. And I think a lot of times in um, religious organizations, we don't want to talk about it. Mental health is something we put on the back burner. And then if you like, I'm a Latina too, so Mm. there's secrets and things that we don't share because it would be an embarrassment to the family or whatever, and you don't share it. And then it becomes so much greater than what you can bear. And so really my mission and goal is to help other women walk through their story and whether they share it on a large platform or whether they write it down on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and just are able to release it. You know, it is something that we need to do because we are holding tight to secrets and the enemy uses it against us. And if we don't speak those lies, truth cannot come in. So that's kind of where I, you know, kind of my journey, there's so much to it, but that's kind of the gist of it. And the reason why I decided to start doing like business and career coaching, um, you know, been in the business world for 26 years. And I've watched so many women have trophies and success, but they, their lives are falling apart in the background. And there's a reason for that. Um, So I just really love digging into people's stories and figuring out like what happened that made you do that or respond that way. Wow. Thank you for that. I, I just wanted to mention that as someone who did not grow up in a Christian home, I had that same perception that like the Christian kids, they just, they had it all good. They had a good life. Um, but you know, some they're listeners, special. yeah, like they, they're <laughs> just so much. something, they're just different, right? They're special. Exactly. But, um, la- you know, I, I had a, faith-based podcast and I began to really meet a lot of, you know, a lot of Christians. And I had women tell me like, I grew up in a Christian home, but this, and this happened to me. Mm -hmm. And, or you realize that you had the same struggles and you're like, wow. Okay. So it definitely opened my eyes because I think that for, for the women who didn't grow up, you know, in, in Christian homes, you know, they tend to think, or at least I did, that they just have a better life than I do. And that's not true. And I think that that's, that's the problem with, you know, Christians, I'm just going to say it, right, Mm -hmm. who pretend that everything's okay, and you're perfect, and, and you're not like, 
we have struggles, right? We go through things and we are trying to live our life as best as we can. And then things happen that we're like, whoa. And, you know, I shared this with Rhonda when we first met. Um, She talked about like how in the Latino community, we're taught to like, just don't talk about it. You know, and and my moment of awakening, I guess, if you if you could call it that way, kind of like you, um, Phyllis, when you said, like, what am I doing with my life? You know, my daughter told me she was little. She was like eight years old that, you know, a family member was doing inappropriate stuff to her. And, you know, I went to the police. I, you know, brought this to my dad's attention because it was one of his brothers. Um, And the only reason I can talk about this is obviously because, you know, God has healed me, but he wanted me to just ignore it, you know, and I, I was also sexually abused as a young girl, and he still had his uncle or whatever living in our house. And so I was like, I can't. I can't let this happen to my daughter. I can't teach her that she doesn't have a voice, that it doesn't matter what she goes through. Um, And I knew that when I went to the police, I would not have a relationship with my dad. And so it's hard when, when things like that happen, that you're just not expecting for those things to happen, but it's also not okay to hide behind them. Right. And to teach, to teach the next generation that just ignore it. And then, you know, the next generation grows up broken and Mm -hmm. with trauma and with these Mm -hmm. wounds and they're operating in these wounds and they never get to freely be who God created them to be. So you're giving permission to to the next generation to say that it's okay that somebody can abuse you that way. And, you know, we're, I'm Portuguese, so we're, we're the same. (laughs) same. It's like, you know, look on the outside, but don't talk about your problems on the inside. And you know, my mom dressed us like, like my mom was a hairdresser. So back in the day, it was pin curls in my hair and every curl had to be in place and dresses had to be crisp white. No, you can't get dirty. Like it was ridiculous because, um, your insides are the things that are the raw, real truth, right? All the stuff. And, um, and I would say to you, like healthy boundaries are, totally appropriate. I've had to tell people in my family, you know, outside the family, not my core family, but relatives, um, they're not allowed else because I, that's what I coach on is that you cannot bring toxicity into your home that you're trying to create. If you're trying to create something different. Yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I, I just wanted to share that because I think that there's not, I think I know because a lot of women have told me, you know, they've, they've been abused and they're still carrying the shame when it wasn't their shame to begin with, you know, right. Um, I could just keep talking about this, but (laughs) (laughs) I want to know about your podcast. Uh, I love when women get on the mic and, you know, it's kind of this, moment of exploring like how do I do this right <laughs> um but from I, our first episode yeah. to now <laughs> yeah oh and I think it's always uh like okay how do I keep this fresh how do you know but I think when women get on the mic and use their voice it's so powerful so tell me why you chose the name and just more about like the mission behind your your podcast 
The name's all you, Rhonda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Phyllis and I actually, we, it was funny because we've been best friends for quite a while and she had just written a book and I had told her, I think I want to start a podcast. She said, I did too. She did too. And I'm like, why don't we do it together? So we literally decided to do a podcast in the hallway of my in the hallway of my house. Like it was just like, <laughs> let's do it. We had no idea what we were doing, no idea how to start. Um, and then we started. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. That's just like, ditto, ditto. Exactly. <laughs> so we kind of were like trying to think of a name and we wanted something different. And we were just going back, like we wanted something about transparent conversations because we wanted to have conversations that, yeah, although we're a faith-based podcast, we wanted to have conversations that most people weren't having, you know, whether it be in church or on the street, because there's just so many things people aren't comfortable talking about. So um, I, I remember vividly, like just laying in bed and we were going, we were texting back and forth, like trying to figure out a name. And I remember vividly just thinking what, what, you know, God, what is transparent? What is transparent? Well, when my daughter died in 2002, I read the book of Job like a hundred thousand times. Now for one, the book of Job isn't the most popular Bible, (laughs) but the most popular book in the Bible, it just isn't. But Job 23, 10 was my favorite verse. And it says for when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. And so then I started just looking up like, what is gold? Like, you know, what is the most pure gold? And it's 24 carat. And then I looked deeper and we named it with a C instead of a K carat because carat with a C encompasses jewels and gems. And I believe that any refining process, whether it's jewels, gems, or gold, we have to be refined. And so that's kind of where the name 24 carat conversations came out of. And, um, I mean, it has just been such a blessing to, we're going to be on our hundredth episode. Wow. That's exciting. It'll launch next week. And we're super excited about it. And we just have found so many women who like want to share their stories, who are done with the facade of things look perfect. And we have done everything from menopause. We did something on postpartum depression to, you know, fun stuff. We had two guys on our show. Yeah. Yeah. We had these really great, this great two guys on the show and they just kind of shared about church and, you know, how they're learning to even walk in their purpose and their truth and be honest and open, which I think is something that was so admirable because men aren't often transparent, right? They kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we've had just a variety of, of amazing guests. Wow. That is so cool. I love, there's a song that I like called refined. You, you guys have probably oh, refiner. Heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it refiner or refined? It's ref- I is it, yeah. I, I don't know. It's refiner. Yeah. yeah. I just, when I hear that song, it's so beautiful. And just what she's saying, like, you know, that she'll spend, she'll be in the presence of God to be refined. Right. Mm-hmm. I forgot all the words and, but anyway, I love it. And, and I think that there's something about when you've gone through things and then you mm-hmm. choose to like rise up mm-hmm. and be like, I'm done with this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm done with all that. It's time for me to be who I'm supposed to be. So I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so Phyllis, like when you started podcasting and and you kind of, I, as you like, I think as you go on with like your episodes, then you start to kind of grasp, like, this is what this podcast is about. So Mm -hmm. like, tell me about that moment. Like when you finally were like, okay, yeah, this is, this is the mission of it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think what was funny is um, when we started, it was just us talking back and forth and we, um, 
we had, we got like an Instagram and a Facebook 24 karat. And so we would ask people like, did you like that episode? Like, do you have any questions about it? Is there something else you want to see? And what was funny is our listeners were telling us like, do an episode on postpartum, do an episode on menopause, do an episode on this. So we're like, oh, okay. So we would just chat about these things and every single time. Um, so our podcasts are normally about 25 to 30 minutes, but I think we went 40 minutes with the two. <laughs> yeah. show. But um, it, it, var- it varies, but it's usually around 30 minutes. And every single time we have listeners saying like, when I take a walk or when I'm jogging or exercising or whatever I have free or I'm in the car and I have to go somewhere, that's what they listen to. And it's just enough time. And so that we knew was a winner was like, it was a good time slot. The subjects were really good, but then between the two of us. So because I've been in the writing world for a long time, I know a lot of women writers and there's so many different books and subjects they've written about Rhonda's in the business world. And so she knows people who have great stories about um, positivity and like how to really be um, cohesive in your jobs and things like that. And so between the two of us, we started getting guests. Well, then our following started getting bigger. And so then people started coming to us and saying, can we be a guest on your show? And so we were interviewing a lot of people there for a while. And then some of our followers said, well, we miss you guys. (laughs) Wow. We try to combine it. And so I think that's our secret sauce is that we find really good guest speakers, but also they love when we go on and do an episode. And um, we just did one recently where it was thoughts in your head. (laughs) Actually, I heard that one. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. So we just try to like, we, we meet together for lunch and we just brainstorm on like, what do we want to talk about? And what, like, what's the world doing right now that is a relevant subject? And our listeners would probably like to hear. And usually it's like, whatever's on our mind is what's on everyone else's mind too. And I think it's one of the things that keeps us apart is that because we, we are a Christian station, but we're also not afraid to back away from hard stories. So like, you know, you mentioned that earlier that, you know, Christian women sometimes have this, this map on of like, my life is perfect because I'm a Christian, you know, like I'm favored (laughs) and it's, it's so not true. And we're trying to rip that mask off and go, listen, we struggle every single day, just like anybody else. We are not favored. We are fighting for the kingdom. That's Mm -hmm. the difference we are is that we will take a stand and say, you know, we're here. We see you. We're going to stand beside you. We're going to do this. Rhonda and I are both ambassadors for, Freedom Academy, Freedom Movement. And um, one of the things that Carrie Scott Garcia, who's the founder, talks about is that your hard story is your calling card. Mm-hmm. And wow. if you can get to a place where you can talk about your hard story and make that something where it is um, something that's going to help other people, that is your calling card. That is your purpose. Like, so instead of looking at your hard story and saying, why did this happen to me? you can say, how can I help others through this? And so that's what I think between the two of us, we've had so many different experiences. We meet so many different people. 
I think because we can be honest about the struggle, people resonate with that and they want to hear more. And so we don't give up on our hard story. We just keep walking through it, but we're letting them know like, Hey, we feel you. Like Mm -hmm. we've, we've like Rhonda was talking about her depression. Like most Christian women will never say that because they're so afraid, but your shame is the thing that's killing you. And so I just think like us coming together and being honest about subjects are the things that has grown our followership is that they just love hearing the truth. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. That's so beautiful. I think authenticity is, is always key. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it also helps other people see like, Oh, you know, one thing that I noticed is that even if you don't know someone very well, but they have been through a similar experience, though it's not exactly the same, but you can kind of understand from their perspective, it creates an instant bond, which is, you know, so interesting. So I love that. I I feel like I could just talk to you guys forever. (laughs) Um, So before we wrap up, if you, if you have anything else you want to share that's on your heart or a word of encouragement for you know, the, the women out there who have gone through something tragic and, and they're still kind of holding on to their wounds, anything that you can share just, you know, because your story is so powerful. And that's something that I, I try to tell women that I mentor, like, yeah, all this stuff happened to you, but you don't have to hold on to that. That doesn't have to be your story anymore. You can choose to have a new story. Um, so yeah. So anything that you'd like to share? Yeah, I well, I'll finish up and then I'll let you end it, Rhonda. <laughs> so, um, so I think for me, I would just say uh, one of the things that I do do is I coach women who have gone through the mother-daughter struggle kind of thing, and really, it's about anyone that has um, some kind of a dysfunctional past. I have six life lessons that I walk them through, so I have a six-week course that they can take. Um, so they can go on my website at phyllismantelli.com and they can jump on a Zoom call with me for 30 minutes and see if it's something that they want to um, venture into. But I would say advice wise um, to just really start digging in a little bit as to the why and journaling. I'm a huge fan of journaling and just writing things out. And then I think Rhonda and I both huge proponents of um, getting the therapy, starting that conversation. Don't just do it with a friend. That's just going to pat you on the back and say, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's okay. It's, it's like, you have to walk through, you have to go back in order to go forward. And Mm -hmm. so have to go back and understand the why. And so that's why I was saying earlier is when I went back and saw how my mom had been raised and the abuse that had happened to her, it didn't um, make me forget the things that she had done to me, but it helped me forgive um, because I understood it a little bit more where there's a little bit more compassion for why she was the way she was. And so I would say, start digging into the history of where you've come from and really um, try to find out the why of that so that you're not just holding on to bitterness of what has happened to you, but find out why that person was the way they were. And then that's going to help you heal to understand that you have to break that off now 
But um, yeah, I'm always here to help people. If that's something that they're interested in, um, they can find me on, on my website. Thank you. Do you have a social media account? <laughs> I do Instagram, I have Facebook. Um, I also have a YouTube channel now that the cooking shows. Cool. So yeah, it's going to be a whole lifestyle. I, we just did a skincare episode and we're going to do like some fashion. I just, I'm trying to show uh, young women, if they didn't grow up knowing how to do any of that stuff, their moms didn't teach them. I'm kind of just doing the whole gamut. So, wow. I love that. I'm going to have to bring you back on for a cooking episode. Um, yeah. what, what's your IG handle, Phyllis? It's Phyllis Mantelli. <laughs> cool. I'll add all of uh, their info in the show notes for those of you who want to connect with them. Um, so yeah, any, anything that's on your heart, Rhonda, that you'd like to share? Oh my goodness. I just want women to be able to find free through their stories. And, you know, I know trauma can hold us back from so much. And I, I just have such a passion to see women really live their purpose. I, I love to watch and, and with my coaching, it's so awesome because I get to sit down and like strategize and figure out like, what is holding you back? And I just had a a client not too long ago. She's amazing. She's an author. And at the, the end of last year, we decided to set her goals for the year and her intentions. And one of the things I asked her to do was write down some I am statements. And when she looked up at me, she just had tears in her eyes. She goes, I don't, I don't know what I am. And I just thought, what are you talking about? Like, you're an author, you're an amazing inspirer, like write it down and declare it. And so, you know, I'm very big about like really finding out who God created you to be. And she, I mean, this author in particular, she has just, she's blown through all her goals. She's like, I think we need to make them bigger. Cause I meet with her every quarter. She's like, we need to make them bigger. And that's what I love to see. I love to see women's eyes light up when they realize oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to accomplish this and get it done. And whatever was holding them back is no longer there anymore because we're able to like kind of dig through why, why are you holding back from something God has created and called you to? And so, yeah, I mean, I just want to see purpose for, for women, just freedom and purpose for women. So beautiful. And are you on social media, Randa? Of course I am. <laughs> I'm actually under reality of life. O2. kind of decided to do that handle because you know, the reality of life is tough. <laughs> yeah. And then you can go to my website, rondavelez.com and you can get more information about coaching and, you know, I can help you with anything that you need there. Well, thank you so much. It was yes. so fun having you all here I for know. some virtual cafecito. Yes. <laughs> um, I love it. it was fun. And I have to bring you guys back for, I love to eat. We're going to bring you on. Our yeah, show. We're bring you on. I, know. Yeah, I can't we're wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, well, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'll add all of their info in the show notes so you can connect with them and follow them. Uh, God bless you guys. Hey girl, thanks so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure hanging out with you. If this episode inspired you and empowered you, share it with the women in your life so that they can be empowered too. And could I ask you for a quick favor? It would mean the world to me if you left me a review and subscribed. That way you never miss an episode. And if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. You can also come join the private Facebook group. Fearless Mujeres is a sisterhood and community where you're going to be empowered and inspired. And you'll find the link to that group in the show notes. 
And girl, let me ask you a quick question. Have you been feeling like you're not walking in your true purpose? If you're looking for guidance and clarity and support, book a free 20-minute clarity call with me. We can focus on the things that are holding you back from really walking and stepping into your God-given purpose. And girl, before you go, if you want to screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram, Facebook, that would be pretty cool. All right, girl, until next time, God bless.